Hello friends, it's Caitlin and Shanika with Get Checkered. Get Checkered is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown and community supported. And we're freaking recording this from all over the United States right now. Hey, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, prairie girls from Canada are not in the prairies in Canada right now. No. Um, but so that we can get to the good stuff, we're actually going to power through our ads right off the bat here. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. so starting off, you guys, this episode of Get Checkered is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic, to say the least, and Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time and on any device. So that makes life easier for them and for you. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business. And Alberta Blue Cross has your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. This episode of Get Checkered is also brought to you by ATB. With ATB Cares, giving is easy. Donate through ATB Cares and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities, maximizing the impact of your donation. Visit atbcares.com to choose your cause and donate today. Okay, gal, where in America are you? <laughs> so I'm in Chicago right now. Chicago. Chicago where are you? <laughs> I'm in California right now. Um, how has your trip been? What did you do? What's been the highlight so far? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go over. So uh, I'm doing the Labor Day long weekend here in Chicago um, with our friend Anisha. Um, so I got in Thursday. My timing is, or maybe I came in Friday morning. <laughs> I don't even know. It was Thursday, I think. Yeah, and I got in late Thursday. Yeah, that rings up. It is what it is. I don't even know at this point. But um, we went out. So, okay, no, I came in Thursday because on Friday we did a whole bunch of touristy stuff. It was warm. Like, I know it's, we'll get into Shannon because he's waving to California. But it was warm in Chicago. It was like 31 on the Friday. Oh, nice. Walk, he walks around, saw the bean, which yeah. I was originally thinking, Shannon. I'm like, what's so special about this bean? I don't know. It looks cool. Have to go, obviously. But then Anisha's like, yeah, Caitlin, try and find, like, the scenes on the bean. You won't. And I'm like, oh. oh. And so, the, I, no, see? It's <laughs> like an invisible technique of welding and joining them together. And I'm like, this there is There you go. There you go. Like, now we know. I'm sold on the bean. <laughs> I'm sold on it now. Um, And we did the architecture tour. So, yeah, that's a big thing to do here in Chicago. You go down the river and you learn about like all the architecture styles of the buildings. Never thought I'd be doing something like that, but it was actually very cool. Um, and then we did a little swing, you know, like midway swings, like the, oops. Yeah, the yeah, boat. yeah. So Nisha and I are like, oh, let's do that. That looks fun. Nisha starts flipping out as soon as we lift off. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> good idea so I'm, I'm gonna puke I'm like oh no <laughs> this is literally like we're on this with like eight-year-old kids right <laughs> um but then we went out and she took me around to so many cool places here in Chicago if anyone listening um knows about them it was like we we visited Lone Wolf and then we did an Italian place Ala Vida if I got that right um, we visited Money Gun for a cocktail, and then we went to this place called Smart Bar. Okay. Um, and it's like 
I think you would vibe with it a lot because they described it as like Berlin style. Because oh, it's underground and it was like super smoky with like some red lights, super deep techno stuff. <laughs> Me, not a super deep techno person, but it was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the first thing. Second day, okay, and I already kind of pulled trying to cut the story. This is for everyone else. It's, on, it's going on the record that we were going to go to the North Coast Music Festival on Saturday. Who is going to be there? Diplo! <laughs> So background on Diplo, Caitlin and I have been trying to see Diplo for years, <laughs> for years, and yeah. it's just been like, he, we bought tickets for a concert in Calgary, and then it was outside, and Calgary's like pretty bad weather, it's like very unpredictable in the summer, so he cancelled it, and then I went to Vegas for EDC, um, he did a surprise set, I wasn't with Caitlin, but he did a surprise set at just a random stage he popped up that year and I had just left that stage so I missed that and then on the following Monday of EDC he was doing a pool party and this was like Jack U days so with Skrillex and stuff and if anyone's been to EDC you're kind of going from 7 p.m till 7 a.m so I was just like we're gonna make the pool party for sure there's no way we're not gonna make it like we have to see Diplo and then it just didn't happen because, you know, we were freaking tired. So <laughs> Monday was a bit of a recovery day. And then Caitlin had this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So just trying to see Diplo, right? Like, um, and also Elenium was there. So like, oh, I didn't cool. realize how big yeah. the Elenium jerseys were. Like everyone was wearing their Elenium jerseys. Yeah. I've seen like one in Vancouver and I was like, oh, that's kind of niche. That's cool. But apparently not that niche. <laughs> everyone had one um so yeah Anisha and I Anisha bought the tickets um for me and her and then she's like Martin and Jesse go get your tickets and Shanika <laughs> the boys did not have their tickets <laughs> and so it sold out on the website and we're like okay this place is like 45 minutes Uber out but let's go and we'll scalp tickets there for you guys could not for the life of us scalp tickets it's like pushing 4 or 5 p.m like this thing goes to midnight, but it started at two. So could have gone earlier, but it is what it is. We could like, it was like an hour and a half of them trying to scalp tickets and could oh not. Oh my God, really? An hour and a half? Everyone was looking to buy, no one was selling. And like, even the like premium VIP stuff was sold out too. Like it was so many people. It was <laughs> wild literally not even in a city too like everyone had to uber out here like it was crazy but so we ended up Anisha and I sold our tickets um and we sold it for face value so we didn't lose money thank gosh um yeah it was truly an adventure um probably <laughs> a lot of probably all Brookfield Illinois has to offer it's the stadium <laughs> um, but yeah that was an adventure yesterday and then we came back and we went out for good pasta and we went to a burlesque so burlesque so that was fun um and yeah this morning watched the race I was um quite hungover Typical <laughs> Sunday start um and yeah we just came back from a Spanish tapas place so honestly I'm seeing so much meeting Anisha's friends it's been it's been a lot of fun here in Chicago it's raining right now though so I'm like Vancouver weather follows me everywhere yikes Oh, you're making me look forward to visiting Anisha. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen. And I'm yeah. excited. Okay. California time, man. 
Yeah, so I think we alluded to it, but I'm in California right now for a while. Um, <laughs> we're helping finish up my brother's place because he moved to USC for grad school. And it has been so hot, just like so miserably hot. Um, California's in a heat wave right now. And Southern California, or is like all California going through this? I don't know. Maybe just Southern California, which is not helpful because after this, on the 10th, I head to Palm Springs, which has been in the 40s um, all week. So, (laughs) oh yeah, degrees Celsius, folks. Jesus. Anyways, uh, USC, uh, Caitlin and I went to Canadian universities, went to the same one. It just doesn't have the same, I would say, like university culture. So coming here, uh, there was a big game on Sunday, which was against Rice and USC like destroyed them. So whatever, but tailgating, huge. Everyone's doing it all over campus. It's like this huge thing. And my brother lives not on campus, but just outside of campus. And every single house, like within a three mile radius of his place is a place where students are living. So there's, on a Friday night, it was just really, really loud. His neighbors are always throwing parties. There's like sorority houses and frat houses everywhere. And it feels like you're in a movie because Caitlin, because it's so hot, you just see all these frat guys walking around shirtless and it's just very confusing. I'm like, I feel like we're in a house bunny or something. Like, I don't know happening um they're obviously like uh, the majority of them I think are in their undergrad so quite young but still I'm like this is this is a lot Shay and I are sweating buckets and same with my entire family um but everyone here in California is not sweating at all which is I don't know disturbing because I'm like it is really hot people like I am drenched in sweat and everyone else just chilling looking tan Yes, they're in shorts and stuff like that, but no one has like sweat dripping down their face like we do. Um, yeah. You guys are Canadian, you know, we just yeah. don't we do Canadian. Um, <laughs> haven't really done anything like touristy or fun yet. I, yeah, so we went to go see a movie yesterday because it was National Cinema Day. So movie tickets were three bucks. Ooh, um, we went and saw a bullet train. And again, it was just like super busy downtown LA is like that um but honestly it's just been like family stuff so I'm very excited to be alone right now I'm right now in my brother's bedroom and he's at school I believe and my parents are buying furniture for him so I'm like oh thank god what I realized is how much I really like being alone um <laughs> I love my family but I'm like oh my god I need time but yeah my mom leaves on Tuesday and then I have like a few touristy things booked for me and my dad to do because she's got class, but that's kind of it before I leave for Palm Springs. Shit. Already sweating so much right now. Oh my God. Is but I can't turn on the AC. There is AC, but I can't turn it on because it's so loud. <sighs> okay, it's okay. Make it through this and then you can blast it. Mm-hmm. So we have a few headlines. Um, they kind of overlap with one another, but... We got confirmation that Piastri's contract is with McLaren is the valid one. Yeah. Because that went through the contract board through the FIA. Yeah. So everyone's kind of waiting to hear if the contract with Alpine stood or his newly signed contract with McLaren stood. Um, and like, I don't know about you, Jagger, but I was like watching Instagram and like everywhere is saying, oh, like this is taking some time to come out from the board. Like there must be some 
interesting like clauses in these contracts that are confusing mm -hmm. um that they have to figure out they're like oh i wonder how it's going to end up so it ended up being mclaren which is okay what are your thoughts on this <laughs> it's I just, that's just <laughs> what are your thoughts I, so the contract was signed sometime, was it in June or July? But it was like several months ago. Oh. And that's what makes me- Like July 4th or something? Yeah, that's what makes me feel bad because McLaren had posted a photo where Danny is like, he was addressing like the full McLaren team or something and Andrea Seidel, have you seen that photo? And it just like, they posted this photo on July 4th, which is fine um but it just it makes it feel gross and i understand it's formula one and nothing ever goes right for anyone in formula one but and now retrospect this is like one of the slimiest things they've seen in a while yeah looking at this retrospectively it's like ugh, all the photos and all of it just makes me feel ill <laughs> i'm I, like oh god i think i saw somewhere too that so Piastri signing this on July 4th, but Danny Rick made a statement on July 13th about staying with the team. Um, yeah, see, team. Yeah, that would like, I don't know. That's a really poor taste. So Yeah, I don't, I don't love you know that. Greg kind of reacts to that, right? Like, I bet you everyone's kind of like, ooh. But like the racing next year, because I do think Ricardo will find a seat somewhere regardless. Um, and he'll be competing against McLaren and Yastri and it could be very spicy. It could be fun. Yeah. yeah, I hope he finds a seat, which kind of brings us to our next thing, which is just like all of these drivers moving again. <laughs> um, so Alpine's clearly fumbled the bag. They lost Fernando Alonso, who's been racing so well since he's come back. And now Oscar Piastri, just like not their driver anymore. So they have a seat that's empty. And something you and I have been talking about for a while is that he's not our boy, but like he's my boy, that um, Pierre might actually end up taking the seat. And we have, were chatting about just like the weird dynamics because he, him and Esteban aren't even friends anymore. Like, it's just not great, but it would be a great move for Pierre in terms of his career. Like Alpine has been doing well this year, but that means there's potential for other driver shuffles. Right. I don't know. It, okay. You, you, you talk about them because I want to get the names confused. <laughs> <laughs> so if Pierre is to leave um, Alpha Tori, that leaves an empty seat there was conversation of Mick Schumacher potentially going to AlphaTauri, which would leave a seat open at Haas, potentially. So, we'll okay. um, Schumacher leaving the Ferrari Academy. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. I don't think they want to lose him, but I also think oh, he needs okay. to get out of a Haas to show if he can actually be competitive. Um, the Alfa Romeo. Do you think both those guys are set in Alfa Romeo? We know that Valtteri has signed a multi-year contract. Yeah. So when you, I'm not sure, but he's had a good first year. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. There's also rumors of Colton Herta being signed. Um, and Helmut Marko was talking about it. So it would be for an Alfa Tori seat. Is that is that a reserve driver? Is that like potentially speaking to Yuki? 
losing the seat? Does it mean that Mick is actually not getting the upgrade? I don't know, but I don't know. Caitlin, I guess the big question for you that I have is, do you see Daniel Ricardo in a Haas? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I truly think like he... He would do well, I think, in Indy. I don't know. I don't think these spot like the teams that have vacancies in F one. I don't think are his vibe. And so I think, I don't know. yeah, it would be like a severe demotion. I think like the only reason he might do it is if the pay is good. But if it's Haas, then like the, we know the pay is not great. <laughs> and like, at what point is it like? Yeah, you make a lot of money, but like Ricard, you just got how much? $24 million for breaking a contract with McLaren early? Like you shouldn't, honestly, you should not be concerned about getting where the money is right now. I'm just yeah. saying, we don't need billionaires in the world. I'm just saying. That's true. There's no such thing as an ethical billionaire, except maybe Jeff Bezos' ex-wife who just got it from a divorce. However, the money's also come from a bad place. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know what he does. There was also some articles that I saw talking about Danny potentially being a reserve driver for Mercedes. <laughs> Caitlin's oh, I don't know if you would do that. Like, go go reserve. I don't know. He might if he has another gig in Indy or something. Yeah, right. I think that's the play. If he has another gig in another sport, then go reserve. And also for a team that has like a decently solid car we'll talk about that more in today's race oh my god I was pissed for like an hour um yeah I don't know it just it makes me sad because I think you know you want to go down in the blades of glory many ways and this just doesn't feel like that for Danny it's like a really shitty embarrassing way to potentially end his career so yeah do you see him going to Haas no, because I would say like, yeah, the check was good, but the check is not going to be good. So <laughs> it's not going to be like good. Him, how do him and K-May get along? Because they could be a fun team, right? Like yeah. them and Gunther? <laughs> Gunther? That, that could be fun to see, okay? It could be. It could be, but I just, I just don't know. I just feel really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. There's like no graceful way to end this segment other than we feel bad for Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. So race day today. Um, Caitlin, do you have some winners? Um, I would definitely put our boy. Well, like the Dutch people and their Max Love and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a big win, right? Yeah. It all came together for them. Um, yeah. in that picture with Max standing on top of his car with the two orange flares art. yeah <laughs> it really is art um, I don't know I, to be honest Shanika like in Chicago it actually started at a normal time right like 8 o'clock a.m. <laughs> for us and yet I was still not well <laughs> so I was watching the race and I'm like oh things like there was definitely some events that happened in the first half Mm -hmm. but like things kind of started to settle in my opinion so um I don't know I definitely started to drift off and (laughs) and from what I remember like I saw Max get into the front I'm like yeah this is the point at which 
it's like, like the point of no return happen. exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So. i totally feel you um i'm gonna cut you some slack but barely because i your girl was up at six i know i that's me normally <laughs> watching the race um i just kept getting more and more agitated as the race went on so for me yeah the only winner is truly max and i'm gonna give it to georgie um who pressured or told his team he wanted to go into softs when that second safety car came out and worked a strategy that worked for him like he ended up p2 on the podium i don't think it i don't know if it would have happened or not i guess but he made a really good call for himself and then everybody else caitlin is a loser to me <laughs> totally like there's just a lot of it was just a lot of shit it was just yeah, so yeah. bad Agreed. Oh, Carlos Sainz was just a punching bag the whole freaking race. Like, what did he do to deserve that? What I don't did he do. He anchored to God. It was his birthday this week, too. So he must have done something. I have no idea what he did to have them not have the right amount of tires during a pit stop so that he's in a pit stop for 12 seconds because they don't have the right amount. And then he ends up going from potentially in a podium position to falling completely out of that. Um, I don't know what happens that he gets hit with um, an unsafe release penalty. Um, like, I just don't know <laughs> what happened to Carlos signs at all. He got hit with like four or five things in the opening lap. Um, he was side by side with Lewis and, you know, they were both kind of going at it, but Lewis and him kind of had a little contact. Good news is there wasn't like any damage, but still that's some that thing else that kind of beat him over the head. I just, it was just not his race. And I, I don't even know. I know there's like so many memes about it, but I just, I feel so bad for him. It, it was just so bad. So, cause I was watching it on Anisha's Roku TV and they have ESPN down here. Mm -hmm. So I was finally back on the ESPN train and they had um, Sky News, I think. And it was Jensen Button who was like one of the co-commentators. Um, and they were asking him like, oh, like how soon would they be told when they're gonna be, when the driver's gonna come in for pits? And he's like, sometimes it can even like go to that last corner. Um, so like, I'm just, I hope the mechanic, like the mechanics evidently screwed up, but I don't think it can be a just on them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Look yeah. at Caitlin being so nice. I was just like, everyone fucked up. <laughs> everyone. And I just yeah. don't want the mechanics to feel too bad. It's still a team sport. They right? also that left the gun out though. And then Checo ran over. <laughs> and initially, I think we're watching the same stream how they were like, oh yeah, it was, a, it was like the wire of the, the gun. No, he ran over the gun. Like. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's just like a little mistake. And not to mention um, Carlos really did not have race pace pretty much the entire weekend compared to uh, his teammate, obviously, but even compared to the Mercedes vehicle. So I just think Carlos, probably a number one loser here because I just like don't understand what happened. Which is shit because I don't think they're like, I don't think it's a Ferrari race, to be honest, in Monza. No. Like they have the Tifosi. In that respect, it's a Ferrari race. <laughs> but it's not a track they're going to be one and two at I foresee 
No, I completely agree. And this season is like such a wash now because like Max is so far out ahead. He's already nine points in front of Charles. Like what? (laughs) You need to like, there's nothing. Like what? (laughs) I don't even, yeah, I don't know. So Um, yeah, it's the kind of thing now where I know that I see Max in front. Okay, I I know who's going to win the race. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, My other loser was going to be the Alpha Tory team plus the conspiracy that came along with it. Caitlin, did you follow any of this? No. Okay. So obviously, you know, Yuki jumps on the radio through the race and he's like, my tire is not on properly. And they're all like, oh shit. He pulls over and then there's the yellow flag, but his team is like, no, everything's fine. So he comes out, but he's still driving really slowly and he goes to the pits. And this is where the conspiracy starts, folks, because they check the car, they buckle Yuki back in because he had taken off his seatbelt because he thought he was done, like his race was over. Um, And he starts to go to the pit exit and says something's wrong. And I guess what we saw was just like the team letting him go out again and then him having to pit the car which then caused this virtual safety car, which then really screwed up <sighs> our boy, Lewis Hamilton's race anyways. But I listened to the audio and his, the AlphaTauri team told him to go out the pit exit and pull over. So now everyone, not everyone, but some people on the internet are like, yo, this is a Red Bull second team. Do you think they like pulled a little bit of rank here and had him do something that doesn't make sense to anybody. Like there was an issue with the car. They should have just called it a day when he, came when he was the in the pit anyways. Yes. And not release him back out where he had to pull out. Yeah. Anyways. So there's like this mass conspiracy theory happening where the folks are just like, it just needs to be investigated. Like regardless of whether you think Red Bull is up to some no good or whether you don't think that it's more like why did AlphaTauri potentially release their driver into like a dangerous situation only to have him have to like bail two seconds after leaving the pit like lane it just it doesn't make any sense so I'm gonna give it to the AlphaTauri yeah that ties into another loser then right Lewis Hamilton oh my god I was so upset. I was so upset. (laughs) Cause like, so the part I was really watching, right? Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I was, I watched the full thing, not with my eyeballs though. So the last (laughs) half I was listening to with closed eyes, Um, but with my eyeballs open, still the first half, I'm seeing like Lewis and George had a solid fighting chance for this race. Yeah, and I saw that they were gonna go on different pitting strategies. And everyone's saying like, oh, Lewis is aiming for the one pit strategy. And we know that like a one pit strategy can be highly affected by safety cars and stuff though, right? Yeah. So this is how it all ties in. It's coming together now. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I want to know your perspective, Shanika, like actually watching it. Um, And what was all the reaction um, when all this was happening? Did you hear anything from Lewis? Oh my gosh. I was upset Um, (laughs) just because, you know, one safety car can really screw things up, but it was the fact that uh, Valtteri's car ended up dying too. And there was a second safety car. And this is where Mercedes kind of switched team strategies or George made the request and 
I don't think the team reacted fast enough to tell Lewis what was going on. So for the majority of the race, we should make it very clear. It was either Max or Lewis who had track position, meaning like either Max was leading or Lewis was leading. And honestly, this is the most excitement we've had in a couple of races because like, it's always just Max. As soon as he's out front. We haven't had a, like Lewis fighting for at the top. No. And it was, yeah. So it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, this is exciting. We're going to see them battle. And I can't remember after which safety, it was the one that called a safety car, which would have been Valtteri's. Um, his just power died in the car. He couldn't really like pull over in a good spot, whatever. Um, and I think Lewis kind of screwed up too, but I also think Mercedes screwed up because the way that it was stacked, there was Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, Max Verstappen, okay, behind the safety car. And we know the straight line speed of the Red Bull is just unbeatable like there's nothing no one can beat it <laughs> right now at all and having george there we've seen george get his elbows out this season he can really like battle for a position if he needs to like he will do what he needs to do so having george there as like someone watching the race I was like okay this is perfect but then <laughs> in that last minute call that george made of like i need to switch to softs it completely and Mercedes not telling Lewis or not switching Lewis was like the big mistake because the Mercedes has a really hard time getting the tires up to temperature. And in those two laps, um, it just kind of fell apart for Lewis. So at the restart, he made a mistake too, because you know how the safety car goes in and then you can kind of judge when to start. Just, I really think he misjudged it. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but you did not make a good call because Max basically passed him in like the first turn without DRS. Like it was that bad. And also the tires aren't up to temp. So it's not like he has any traction. Um, so that was bad. And then it goes from bad to worse because he still can't get the tires up to temp. So he can't like speed up against Max. And instead freaking George gets the jump on him. And, you know, Mercedes says they're going to let their team race and that's fine. But I definitely got some flashbacks to Nico Rosberg. And I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah. And Lewis still does not have enough heat in the tires. And then he loses out P3 to Charles Leclerc. And then finally, at that point, he starts to get more heat in the tires, but it, there's like not enough laps to get anybody. So it was just... It was just really rough to watch. I was like, oh my God, how did this happen? It was just, it was just really bad. So that's a mix of like their original strategy plus just like a mistake on handling changes in this situation. I think so. And like I said, I don't think Lewis had the best restart after. Um, but even what I'm curious about is with George pulling like, I'm going to put myself on softs because I need to move fast at this mm -hmm. restart. That's brilliant. Why didn't Mercedes ask Lewis to do that? Maybe they could have lo lost track position, but even then he would have fresher tires than Max. And also Lewis was having so much more pace the entire race and the entire weekend compared to George. So even though George ended up in P2 folks, he was still like, he could not cut into Max's lead versus mm. like towards the end of the race like there was no that four second gap was kept pretty much the whole time versus with lewis 
he seemed racy so it just I feel like it was such a miss and Caitlin this is the first season which I'm hoping is not true but I just don't know where it's going to happen so I feel like I need to knock on wood I don't know if Ikea tables are real wood but I'll knock on it um that Lewis hasn't won a race his entire career and this I think would have been the one because the Ferraris also didn't have a lot of pace um and Checo was just like playing guinea pig that it would have been like this would have been the race that he could have really actually gotten on top of the podium for so instead never say never he finished p4 which sucks i'm like so espn has on their instagram um lewis hamilton on the team radio saying like i can't believe how much you guys fucked me yeah and lewis is usually a very good team player Mm mm-hmm well, that's the thing too so when they finished Caitlin the race he said um a great job to the mechanics but he didn't say like to the team <laughs> and then in the interviews afterwards he was like apologies there's just like a lot of emotions I apologize to the team for that but I'm like honestly I I agree I think like I found myself agreeing with Nico Rosberg who as y'all know hops on and does commentary and we don't ever agree with Nico no but he basically said like they should have been on the same strategy slash like George should have kept that position because that's the only protection you kind of have in that situation for Lewis. And he was like gunning for Lewis. Listen to this. Nico said George was not going to win regardless of pitting because he would have come out behind Max. That's true. We saw that the P2 finish, he could not do it. If they wanted to risk Lewis by winning a Lewis a Lewis win by leaving him out, then George out to they should have left George out too to help him win. So we never agree with Nico. We never agree with Nico. Um, but this was a really really poor call, and Toto apologized, of course, but. I just think it's really funny that Nico was like, yeah, you should have left George out because if you want Lewis to win, like that's the gamble you take is leaving George out. So it's like they both have different teams kind of looking at strategy and stuff, right? But yeah, does it come down to like someone in Toto's position or like a joint master strategist to make sure the strategies align best for the team? I don't know because you're right. Like for a team result... I think if George had stayed out on the mediums with the safety cars, he probably would have finished P3, P4, which is still a big points haul, but Lewis had a chance of winning, which is a huge points haul. So I guess regardless, a P2, P4 finish isn't bad when you think of it in the grand scheme of things, but it's just like, I was pissed, team. I was so pissed. I'm sharing your hotel room with my mom and she was like, is that your favorite one? What's happening? Oh. <laughs> I was gutted. I was gutted for him. I think so. I'm looking at what races are coming up. Mm-hmm. Right? After this. And it's actually running pretty low. On the races that are left. But there's the Brazilian GP still. And I think that's one maybe Lewis has a lot of good history with. Yeah, and people love him. So maybe I'm putting my <laughs> imaginary money on the Brazilian GP. If he has to win a race this year, 
because yeah, like you said, he hasn't. It's a little bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit awkward, but you're right. We we have like the the number of races is slowly dwindling. So Italian Monza, Russians canceled. We have Singapore, Japan, Coda, Mexican, Brazilian, and finishing with Abu Dhabi. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's it, folks. Yeah. He just didn't have the right tire, and it makes me really sad. So Red Bull though made all the right calls, all the right calls. You know what I thought was interesting? Red Bull, um, well, the ESPN kept showing the chief strategy engineer at Red Bull, and it was a female, and I was yeah. thrilled to see it. But they kept showing her, and I was like, oh, okay. Let's go for it. Let's show the world that the chief strategy engineer is a female and she's killing it with this team that's winning. Yeah. She is like doing so, so, so well and was just the perfect amount of aggressive, made the calls that needed to be made. And of course, put Max in that position. Mercedes kind of fumbling the bag a little bit helped too, but like props to her. She's doing brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's another winner. We'll give it up to the strategist. <laughs> Instead of me being miserable about ugh, Lewis. Okay. Um, let's go over how Charles got into P3. Because he seemed like a pretty unremarkable in that race. He was. It was honestly the fact that Lewis was on the mediums and like didn't have enough pace and couldn't warm the tires up. And that's where Charles got him. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was like a very forgettable race for... I think what's so funny, I saw, um, I can't remember if it was Amelia or Lena tweet this, but Ferrari was like a typical mess, but we're only talking about Mercedes because it feels like the mistake that they made is like kind of rare. Um, but yeah, Charles was like unremarkable. Um, I, in terms of everybody else, uh, I'm trying to think who had like the Haas team. Cause I had Haas as my good rival and I did not do very well because of that. Nope. Uh, K-Mag went off like so early. Good news is he was able to like hold the car. He didn't get beached or anything, you know, like he kept the car going. Uh, Who else? Danny Rick was just a guinea pig. I also had Danny Rick on my team because I'm like, give him a shot. And nothing. (laughs) I was telling Caitlin this before we started. Uh, He had five pit stops. That's insane, man. They were just... That's like, you're not even racing with them. No, at that point, they were just trying out tires to get the information to basically give it back to Lando. So that sucks. Uh, Alonso had a fairly good race too. Esteban Ocon. Everyone benefited that was in the top, I would say five-ish or 10-ish just because of Sainz's penalty. (laughs) Because as soon as it got applied, you just see him drop down the ranks and everyone else moves up. I'm like, oh shit, that's that's shit. Uh, Sebastian Vettel got in trouble too. Yeah, uh, Lewis basically overtook Max and this was like the first time and it was so exciting. Or was it Checo? No, he overtook Checo, sorry. And it was so exciting. And uh, who was coming out the pit exit but Sebastian Vettel and he forgot to pull oh. Yeah, yeah, he held them up. Yeah, I was like, come on, dude. Like, (laughs) 
You were too old for this to happen. My guy. So. I so think I saw the TV still came in dead last. Yeah. Um, he's on my team. So. <laughs> no. I, can't, I don't have the heart to put him on my grid rival team. Even if I'm low you on. Wild, Caitlin. I saw a headline, and I should have sent it to you, that Nicholas Latifi might actually keep his seat next year. Why? Why? Literally, Why? no clue um speaking of where everyone finished so yuki dnf'd which sucked for me because he was on my grid rival team valtteri didn't finish nicholas latifi dead last daniel ricardo 17th then guan yuzhou kmeg sebastian metal in 14th mick schumacher in 13th alex album in 12th the discrepancy between the two means that nicholas latifi is killing him man yeah he's doing really great and Nichols TV should lose a seat. I'm just saying. He, he's not adding anything to this board. Um, Pierre Gasly is in 11th. Lance Stroll is in P10. Um, he also had a good race. It was a good qualifying and then a good race. And just because of all the kerfuffle happening in the front, we didn't see a lot of what was going on with him. Um, Esteban Ocon, P9. Carlos Sainz, P8. Lando Norris, P7. Fernando Alonso, P6. Sergio Perez, P5, Lewis Hamilton, P4, Charles Leclerc, P3, George Russell, P2, and then, of course, Max taking home the W. Yep. Yeah. Was it? I, I got, like, separate messages this week from people being like, oh, Max is starting in Belgium. Max is going to start driving backwards, and he's because he can still win the race like this. And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's the thing, though. Like, I understand winning your home race is so important, but I was like, and I get it. Red Bull's competitive. They want all the wins they can get. It looks good. But I was still like, dude, you have no reason to want to win right now. Like, <laughs> people are like, he could take four races off. And we just listed off. There's not many races left. He could no. take four races off and still be in the league. Yeah, he could still win. Just let someone else on the podium for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's interesting, but it's it's not as interesting as last year. I think last year we were so treated. Hundred percent, and I think hopefully with the cars improving, and of course there are improvements with people being able to follow better and all that kind of stuff. But with the cars coming up to par with the cost cap, like hopefully next season we get more fighting up front because it has just been. After what for I got the one two, it's just been Red Bull and Max. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. But I don't know. Do you have any other winners or losers? No, those are mine. Just heartbroken. Got in for Lewis. I think he could have won it. I really do. What was your overall impression of this race? Um, it was the, the beginning I thought was kind of boring, but as soon as I realized how racy the Mercedes was looking and how like finally they were in good track position I was like oh my god okay this could happen and I was so into it for the rest up until Max got Lewis and then I saw that his tires were still not warm so like with six laps left I was like oh my god I know what's happening it's just not great it's just not great watching it in slow-mo yeah how about you the parts that you watched I thought it was we use the word already, but unremarkable. I don't know. To be honest, like none of these are being memorable for me. Mm-mm. I completely agree. We want to see more battles, folks. 
That's all. That's all. Just more battles. This week was wild with the Oscar Piastri stuff. Yeah, I think it has just been like the off the grid drama has been yeah. <laughs> feeding our souls. Um, like the, um, the next season of Drive to Survive, if they get like behind the scene, well, like, yeah, the director's cuts talking to like Zach Brown. Yeah. Um, Do you think that they filmed it? I have no idea. I just wonder if like it'll be little stuff he says that kind of has a small insinuation that like, oh, don't talk about Daniel's future here because he probably doesn't have a future here. Oh, you're right. Similar to like Christian Horner when he yeah. was like, yeah, Pierre, you got it. Don't worry. Then he's like, yeah. And like, we'll, we'll be able to pick up on something like that because we're like, yeah, we know what happened. Oh, I hope we had some behind the scenes because it was cool to see that Toto tell George like, hey, you got the contract. So it'd be interesting to see if they film um, whole- Oscar and this right. whole debacle. Yeah, but I think that's all of folks. Yeah. Yep, that was the Dutch GP. Everyone yeah. was doing the Stroopwafel stuff um, <laughs> on Instagram leading up to this one. It was like a thing last year, but it was like a thing. This year. <laughs> the Stroopwafels, lots of orange. Just so some very, orange. very happy people. Um, who I thought, Caitlin's so interesting, is that when Charles Leclerc took over, overtook um, Lewis, is that they cheered. And I'm like, Charles is the next person that's the closest to your dude in points. Yes, it's 100 points. But still, Lewis Hamilton's not even close to being a contender. And you just really don't like him that much. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I was like, okay, okay, I'll see you. Um, but yeah, I think that's all, folks. Caitlin's got to get back to Chicagoing, And I got to get back to not California. trying to melt. <laughs> yeah, I'm like not trying to melt. So if you haven't yet, you should rate and review this podcast. It helps people find us. And you should follow us at Get Checkered on pretty much every single platform, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok, and you can email us, getcheckered at gmail.com. I think that's it. And then we have a break now, right? That was the last of the three. I thought there was another one. So when, when's the next one? Oh, yep. Yeah. September 11th, Italian GP. You guys, I will be moving into my new place on that day. It's going to be crazy. Exciting. <laughs> I might be, oh, I can record it in the new place. <laughs> Wouldn't be the worst thing. And I will be in Palm Springs. So, ooh, that'll be one to watch, you guys. Yeah. Okay, friends. Well, stay checkered and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good week. Bye. Bye, everyone.